If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unexplained Extra with me, Richard McLean-Smith, where for the weeks in between episodes, we look at stories and ideas that for one reason or other didn't make it into the previous show. In the last episode, Destination Unknown, we followed the tragic disappearance of Malaysia Airlines flight MH370 to its strange and unfulfilled conclusion. Sadly for all those involved, despite continued efforts to dig into the truth of it all, we're unlikely to ever get to the bottom of just what exactly took place and where indeed the plane ended up. In a modern twist to the mysterious case, a number of internet detectives have devoted many hours since the plane's disappearance, mostly through the use of Google Earth, attempting to track it down. In fact, two brothers, Ian and Jack Wilson, were so convinced that they'd found it resting just under the tree line of a Cambodian jungle that in late 2019, they set out to find it. It was Ian who first spotted the image of a plane seemingly lying on the slopes of the Cardamom Mountains, not far from Phnom Oral, the country's highest peak. The men were forced to abandon their quest, however, having underestimated the difficulty of trekking through the jungle's treacherous terrain. Though the pair have vowed to return to Cambodia to complete their search, a spokesperson for the Aviation Safety Network has since declared the image spotted by Wilson to be nothing more than a plane caught in mid-flight by Google Earth's satellite imagery. Whether or not we learn any more about flight MH370, it is now forever fated to join the small but painfully enigmatic list of similarly mysterious aviation disappearances, such as the disappearance of Amelia Earhart and the haunting tale of Flight 19. In December 1945, the 14 airmen and 5 Grumman TBM Avenger torpedo bombers that made up Flight 19 were undertaking a navigation training flight over the Bahamas when they became disorientated. Having veered off course, the five planes eventually ran out of fuel, forcing their pilots to ditch them somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, never to be seen again. Five years later, 
Flight 19's disappearance became immortalised when it was listed in a Fate magazine article as one of a series of strange occurrences alleged to have taken place in the region known as the Bermuda Triangle. Some have looked to apply the same logic to MH370's disappearance, wondering if it too had succumbed to some kind of preternaturally hazardous space located somewhere off the coast of Malaysia and northwest Indonesia. It's an idea that seeks to build on another equally haunting and perhaps mythological event said by some to have occurred in the Malacca Strait between the Malay Peninsula and North Sumatra back in 1947. Or was it 1948? In fact, was it even the Malacca Strait? Sometime in the autumn of 1939, as the wider world stood on the brink of global war, a British merchant ship was making its way through the Coral Sea, roughly 200 miles to the southwest of the Solomon Islands. That afternoon, as the boat moved steadily through the waves, a sudden drop in pressure brought an unusual stillness to the air. At such times it was common for crew members to take advantage of the momentary calm to enjoy a cigarette or gaze wistfully out across the vast, unfathomable ocean. And though for many, these were times to be savoured, it was also in these moments that thoughts inevitably turned to loved ones back home, and whether or not they would still be there when they returned. And for some, it was these moments more than any, when the solitude and the sheer vastness of the waters stretching out before them would threaten to overwhelm them. When all those defences they'd built up to stave off their darkest fears, so vital for the long-haul sailor, might suddenly crumble, allowing that great empty vastness to come rushing in. When suddenly, the silence was broken by the crackle of static bursting out of the bridge, followed immediately by the unmistakable pips of Morse code, dot dot dot, dash dash dash, dot dot dot, S-O-S. As the dots and dashes continued, a flurry of footsteps clattered about the deck as all within earshot raced to the bridge to help decipher the message. SOS from the steamship Urang Midan. Beg ships with shortwave wireless. Get touch, doctor. Urgent. Not having a doctor on board themselves, the captain had the message relayed to medical stations in Germany, Italy and France, then instructed his radio officer to ask if they had any further requests. A reply followed soon after. Probable second officer dead, other members' crew also killed. Disregard medical consultation. Urgent assistance. They responded again with their location, followed by a flurry of final blips. Crew has... But there the message abruptly ended. Realising they were the nearest vessel by far, and with time evidently running out, the captain made up his mind to help and ordered his crew to plot a course for the Urang Midan without delay. This year I'm refocusing on what it means to take care of myself, and it couldn't be easier than with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious food, all built on organic fruits and vegetables, right to your door. It takes literally minutes to prepare and I never have to think twice if the food I'm eating is good for me. Daily Harvest works directly with organic farms to freeze their ingredients right on the farm at peak ripeness to lock in nutrients and taste. 
They never use preservatives, added sugar, or artificial anything. Personally, I'm a big fan of the tart cherry and raspberry smoothies, which are the perfect start to the day. With Daily Harvest, there's something for any time. Smoothies for breakfast, crisp flatbreads for lunch or dinner, and food that's perfect for cooler weather too, like their perfectly roasted harvest bowls and soups. With Daily Harvest, I'm enjoying undeniably delicious, clean food without any of the prep. And whether you're looking to have your daily dose of fruits and veggies, or just want to have a little more time back on your hands, you can too. Get started today. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code UNEXPLAINED to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code UNEXPLAINED for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That's dailyharvest.com. As the merchant vessel raced valiantly through the night, the ship's crew speculated uneasily about what on earth could have happened. Some suspected mutiny or piracy, while others wondered gravely if perhaps it had been some kind of prisoner revolt and their distress call merely a ruse to lure in another hapless vessel to commandeer. And then, almost 16 hours after they set off, a cry rang out from the crow's nest. There, shouted the lookout, pointing toward a large smudge on the horizon. Drawing in closer, they saw finally a large ship listing slightly to starboard while its lifeless propeller could be seen just peeking out above the waterline. Through his binoculars, the captain was unnerved to see the ship had no flag, extremely unusual for any maritime vessel. But more worrying still was the distinct lack of any signs of life on board. When attempts to hail the crew through a megaphone met with no response, 16 men took to the lifeboats and duly made their way across the water to investigate the stricken vessel. Stepping on board moments later, the men found a scene of abject horror. All over, the deck was littered with the bodies of men, their faces frozen in horrific, contorted ways. But when the merchant shipmen inspected them, they found no wounds or anything else to explain their deaths. It was as if they had all simply died of fright. The ship's second officer was found on the captain's bridge, dead like the rest of them. Twelve bodies were discovered in total, although it was speculated that as many as 28 could be unaccounted for, considering the size of the ship. But before the men could investigate further, an explosion rang out from inside the ship's hold, forcing them to evacuate immediately. Smoke was already belching from the ship's second hatchway as the men jumped back into the lifeboats and began furiously rowing to safety. As more explosions rang out, they could only look on helplessly as the Urang Midan, now completely ablaze, rose up for a moment before crashing back down heavily into the water and then, bit by bit, slowly sunk under the waves. Or so the story goes, This haunting tale of the supposed SS Urang Midan is first thought to have been reported in the British press in November 1940, appearing in both the Daily Mirror and Yorkshire Evening Post, among other newspapers of the time. Curiously, despite the story's many harrowing details, a number of crucial details were strangely missing. In particular, the name of the apparent British merchant ship that located the mysterious vessel 
and the name of the supposed officer who, it was said rather vaguely at the beginning of the articles, had first brought the tale to the city of Trieste in Italy. In any case, with many equally dramatic and harrowing tales of war beginning to flood newspaper columns on a daily basis, it appears this story quickly sunk among them. But then, in 1948, the story miraculously appeared again, this time in the Dutch-Indonesian newspaper De Lokomotief, with many of the details somewhat altered. This time, the SS Urang Midan was said to have sunk in June 1947, not November 1939 as it had before. Neither was it found close to the Solomon Islands, but rather 5,000 kilometres away in the Malacca Strait between Malaysia and Indonesia. A dog had also been added, found wandering the deck alone, as well as a new SOS message. Instead of ending abruptly on crew has, now the final words of the message were said to be, I die. The ship that found the Urang Midan had also changed, with it no longer being a British merchant vessel, but an American steamboat called the Silver Star, while another boat called the City of Baltimore was also said to have intercepted the frantic SOS signal. Over time, the story grew to include the added element of one of the ship's survivors being found in a lifeboat that washed up on the shores of one of the Marshall Islands. The survivor, a sailor by the name of Jerry Rabbit, was said to have relayed the whole story to a missionary who rescued him and attempted to nurse him back to health. Rabbit is said to have told the missionary that the boat stopped off in Shanghai to collect a secretive and volatile cargo of sulfuric acid, cyanide and nitroglycerine that was being taken to Costa Rica before something caused the storage containers to leak and killed the rest of the crew. Only Rabbit and six others were said to have escaped the ship, with only Rabbit making it to land. Not long after relaying his story to the missionary, however, Jerry Rabbit succumbed to his injuries. Or so the story goes. If you enjoy Unexplained and would like to help support us, you can now do so via Patreon. To receive access to ad-free episodes, just go to patreon.com forward slash unexplainedpod to sign up. Or if you'd like to make a one-time donation, you can go to unexplainedpodcast.com forward slash support. All donations, no matter how large or small, are greatly appreciated. Unexplained, the book and audiobook, featuring 10 stories that have never before been covered on the show, is now available to buy worldwide. You can purchase through Amazon, Barnes & Noble and Waterstones, among other bookstores. All elements of Unexplained, including the show's music, are produced by me, Richard McLean Smith. Please subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And feel free to get in touch with any thoughts or ideas regarding the stories you've heard on the show. Perhaps you have an explanation of your own you'd like to share. You can reach us online at unexplainedpodcast.com or Twitter at unexplainedpod and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash unexplainedpodcast. Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics. 
in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far... I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.